How y'all doing? Doing good. It's good to good to see you. Good to see everyone. Thank you, praise team, and uh, everyone for the leading us in worship this morning. Just great to come in, come together, and worship God. Um, all glory to Him. Uh, I want to start off by saying thank you to so many of you who helped out with the fall festival last week. It was great. It was really, really good. We had a better turnout than expected. Um, the potato launcher was awesome. Okay. <laughs> it turned out to be really, really good. Um, we're going to have lots of fun with that in the future, by the way. Um, the magician or illusionist was was really good, you know. And, um, you know, we had uh, a girl that professed faith in Jesus, a 12-year-old girl. So after it was over, you know, I got to talk to her and prayed with her, and, you know, so God changed lives through it, and that's what it's all about. So it was a success, tremendous success. Thank you for all your help with that, and that's something that I've already scheduled for next year. I'm so excited about it. So we'll do it again. So, uh, you know, if you're here and you were on time this morning, you did good with the time change. I always struggle with that. Does anybody else? Um, it's just difficult. It's hard to get used to, and you, uh, you know, whether it's forward or back, it still doesn't feel normal, does it? Um, I want to talk to you this morning about change, about change. It's a timely message today, and we're in our series, The Word, and we're looking at uh, Bible verses or section of Scripture that you hold dear, and what I wanted to do through this series is to give us a greater appreciation of God's word, right? It's more than a book. It's his word. It's living. It's active. Um, and so the section of scripture today is in Ecclesiastes. We'll get there in a minute, but it talks about seasons of change. So it's very timely. You know, recently we had a uh, change in Virginia with the, uh, with the governor, right? Um, some of you are excited about that, but, but change uh, is taking place there. Um, I just read this morning about Major League Baseball, <laughs> about some significant changes coming. I'll mention one of those that, I, that just blew my mind is the automatic strike zone. Has anybody heard of that? Okay, so uh, robotic umpires is what they're calling this, but, you know, that's just going to be something that's going to be hard for us, for me especially, to get used to. You know, I pitched in high school, and um, to have something that is gauging you, like a, like a robot that is saying, all right, this is the automatic strike zone here, I don't know, that kind of messes with your off-speed a little bit, doesn't it? Um, what do you do when it's at the corner, right? Where's the, where's the sweet spot going to be, right? That's going to be a difficult change to get used to. I know for me, I just had a birthday in October, and uh, I'm feeling older. Um, I know I don't look it, but... Um, I'm feeling older, and so, you know, my arm's been bothering me for a while, and being married to a nurse practitioner has its perks, right? But it also, right, I mean, you know, has its uh, downsides too. So I talked to my wife about it. It's been hurting for like a week, and, you know, I felt like I hit my elbow on something, right? Um, but it just wouldn't go away, and she said, you know, you've got tennis elbow. I'm like, tennis elbow, Right? I mean, what is that? And, you know, when I was in school in that time and, and that day and at that place, right, tennis was for sissies. Sorry, Buck. 
I mean, macho men did not play tennis. I mean, white shorts and tube socks up to your knees. I don't know. I mean, but like, so it, and my arm's hurting today still. I mean, that, it, is that just getting older, I guess? This is a change that I'm not used to, right? Um, wow. What changes have taken place in your life over the past year? I want you to think about that. What changes have taken place in your life? Family, job, health, right? What about the last five to ten years? Just think, think back five to ten years ago. What changes have taken place in your life? I'm pretty sure in that time span, there's been some significant changes that have taken place. And the thing with change is, a lot of times that change is good and you celebrate that and it's a win for your life. And a lot of times it's like the worst thing that you can think about, right? It's something that you want to and try to forget a lot. You know, nobody likes change, really. Mark Twain has this saying, the only person that likes change is a baby with a wet diaper. You know, change is definitely hard to get used to. I've got a very simple message this morning, very practical. I want to share with you three biblical truths. And remember, all this stuff is from God's Word. You know, it's not something that I'm just going to give you a positive message from, from me personally, but we're diving into God's Word and we're we're pulling away truths from it. Truth number one is this, life is full of change. Man, I, that is, to me, is reassuring that God's Word teaches us that because what happens when you go through change? You feel like, well, where's God in this? Right, something's wrong here. If this is changing, right, God must not be real or He must not have control or there's something off about my life. No, the Bible teaches us from the very beginning that life is full of change. As a matter of fact, God created change in the beginning. When he separated light and dark and he created the sun and the stars, it was for us to notate the seasons, changing seasons. Life is full of change. Ecclesiastes is where we'll be for a little bit. And it is a interesting book. It teaches us if you read through that, you, and um, it's easy to, to get depressed almost reading it. Um, it. It talks about, it uses words like life is meaningless and stuff like that. If you don't have a, a lens through which you look at this book in the right way, through, through a godly lens, through an eternal perspective lens, Solomon, who wrote this, is exactly right. Life is meaningless without God. There is no purpose. There's no value. There's no function. You should feel lifeless without, without God. So he's exactly, he's exactly right. But Ecclesiastes teaches us about the importance of living with an eternal perspective, about making the most of our time. And look, it's, it, it is really foolishness to get caught up in this world and the things and the affairs of this world. So Solomon was the wisest man in the world. He was David's son, and he eventually became king. And this guy went through successes, and he went through failures. He went through times of joy and times of 
sorrow. He experienced it all. And that's where we find this writing from him in Ecclesiastes 3.1. It says this, There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. I remember vaguely a song about this, and I thought it was the Beatles. The birds. I knew Gary would know that. Chad and I were like, oh, yes, the Beatles this week. And I looked it up, and I said, no, it's the birds. Same haircut, though. Must have the same barber. I don't know. The birds and the Beatles. You know, um, it's interesting you see here the pattern. And and in the beginning, you know, darkness and light, there's a pattern here of changing seasons, contrasting seasons for us. We go through mountains and we go through valleys, don't we? We go through successes, we go through failures, we go through wins, we go go through losses. There's contrasting seasons in life, and that is exactly what Solomon is saying in this, okay? Verse 2, we're just going to read through this. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones, and a time to to gather them, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing. Amen? Hey, young ones, church isn't a place to go to second base, right? Or Virginia Tech games. You know, um, there's a time for that, and then there's a time not for that. A time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away. Amen for all you hoarders. A time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. What is the Bible saying here? What it's not saying is, it, it's not telling you to do something, okay? Like, I, it's, I don't want you to think, oh, it's time, I, should, I need to do this right now. No, it's not time to do that. What, what Solomon is describing here are seasons that we all have and will face in this life. Everything. Everything. Every situation, every experience that we go through in life, Solomon is comparing and contrasting those things. We will all go go through these things. There is a season, there is a time for everything. You know, seasons change. The weather changed overnight, didn't it? Almost. And now it's like really, really cold at, at night. In your life, there are dozens of different seasons that you go through. Not just four. And every season of life includes both good and bad times. So life is full of change. The Bible teaches you that it would be wise to perceive life that way and be ready for change. I don't know if that encourages you or not, but if it don't, these next two truths will. Second truth I want to share with you is this. God does not change. God does not change. You know, it's so strange that the Bible places this huge emphasis on change and everything changing except God, except him. Everything else does. 
Ecclesiastes 3.14, this is not on the screen, but this is the point of Ecclesiastes. It says this, right after he talks about all the contrasting changes, I know that everything God does will endure forever. Nothing can be added to it, and nothing can be taken from it. God does not change. You know people in your life that have changed? Maybe it's a friend that you had, and now they've changed, right? Maybe you've been hurt by somebody that you never expected. It could be a, a, a family member, right, that, that over time has changed, and now there's, there's tension there, and there's separation, and there's disagreement. People change. God does not, though. He, he does not. There's some things about God that I want to share with you this morning really quickly that the Bible teaches us that doesn't change. The first thing is his character. In other words, who he is. His, his character does not change. His, his nature, um, when God was talking to Moses and Moses was talking to God and, and Moses was asking God for his, for his name, you see, a name carries a lot of significance in the Bible. And Moses was asking God his name, and, and God answered him and said, I am who I am. I am who I am. Very interesting phrase, very interesting name. And, um, you know, I really could spend a whole sermon just, just on that. After looking into it, there, it, it is so complicated to pronounce this name. The best thing that we could do that, that humans have come up with is the name Yahweh. Yahweh. When this name is, is spelt out, there's no vowels in it. There's no vowels in the Hebrew alphabet. And so what they did was they took the vowels from the word Adonai and put them, tried to pronounce it the best way they could when the translations were taking place. And so we get the name Yahweh from that. But God said, I am who I am. And that, that literally means to be. To be, just to exist. With the idea of God is not dependent upon anyone or anything else to be. He just is. That's a complicated definition, but that's what it means. He doesn't require anything to be. He just is. It also carries the significance that he always has been, and he always will be. There is no one like God. He, he is who he is. Anytime you see the word LORD, in all caps, all caps in the Bible, that is the name Yahweh. It's used a lot more times than any other name for God. And it is the highest name. It's the ever faithful, unchanging God. Malachi 3.6 says, I, the Lord, you see, there, there it is. I, the Lord, do not change. God doesn't change. The next thing that doesn't change about God is his word. His word doesn't change. You know, the Bible that you and I have, 
the words of God, the truth, the meaning behind those, they do not change. They are unchanging. And it's so interesting that for thousands and thousands of years, the word of God has not changed at all. At all. Over the years, it's been translated into different languages because what? People of the world speak different languages. The world needs to hear the words of God. But the meaning, the truth behind it hasn't changed. Even when the world tried to squash it out, tried to burn them all, tried to ban it, tried to kill people who had it, it didn't change. It didn't change. And it won't. It won't. The Word of God stands the test of time. You know, the world record for standing motionless. You know there's a world record out there for somebody standing still? Okay, so motionless literally means you can't blink your eye or anything. You can't move. Right? Breathing is okay because <laughs> you have to do that. But there is a world record, and it's this guy from India. I'm not going to try to pronounce his name. But this just happened recently in 2015, 36 hours and 45 minutes. Stood motionless. I was talking to Rick this morning about this. There's also a world record for standing on one leg. Hey, these guys just need to get a life. I mean, I'm not impressed. I mean, I think it's pretty cool, but the world record for standing on one leg, uh, Suresh Joachim from Canada, 76 hours and 40 minutes. Wow. Nothing, nothing compared to the word of God, Isaiah 48. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. The word of God doesn't change, and it stands forever, right? Everything else does. Everything else changes. What science yesterday is faulty today. What's true today in our world could be false 10 years from now, right? Is chocolate good for you, or is it not? Is coffee the best thing in the world, or is it terrible for your body? Who knows? God's Word doesn't do that. It doesn't change. It stands forever. Third thing that doesn't change about God is His love for you. Aren't you thankful for that? His love for you doesn't change. Lamentations 3.22 the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Your faithfulness. Man, isn't that good to know this morning? Look, when you, when, when you have a bad day, isn't it good to know that you do not fall outside of the love of God? Isn't it good to know that when you go to bed, when you wake up, God is there to love you? When somebody else will kick you out of the bed? right? Isn't it good to know that no matter what you've done, who you are, how many times you've messed up, God never ever ceases to love you. Isn't that good to know? Isn't it good to know that God's love isn't based on you, it's based on him and who he is? Man, come on guys, girls, God's word says that. He doesn't change. His love for you doesn't change. So what do you need to do is this. You need to anchor yourself to what doesn't change. 
If you think about it, over the past five to ten years, and if you think about it for the next five to ten years, guess what you have and guess what you will experience? Change. Change. In that whirlwind, in that confusion, in all that busyness and craziness of life, what do you need to do? Anchor yourself to what does not change. In, in, in a world of variables, you need a constant. Does that make sense to anybody besides math people? You need a constant. Otherwise, you'll get caught up in the whirlwind. You know, the people that get sick and puke and fall off the merry-go-round are the people on the outside. It's funny, if you're on the inside, remember the little kids like sitting Indian style on the inside and they're like, hey, hey, hey. well, you know, they're safe, they're good. They're not getting dizzy, they're not falling off, and they're not puking. Man, when God is your anchor, the boat doesn't get tossed in the waves. Yeah, so focus on God no matter what season you're in. Focus on him. Make him a big part of your life, and you'll be able to handle change better. And look, I don't know how you can go through life without God, honestly. If you don't have a relationship with him, you, you can begin one today through Jesus Christ. You, you can invite him into your life, and you can pledge your life to be a part of him and you get that constant, you get that anchor, you get that rock, right? That will stabilize you throughout all the seasons in life. Final truth, God can harvest good from any season. God can harvest good from any season. It's tough to talk about it, but there are good seasons in life and there are bad seasons. The truth is, God can can bring good out of any season in life, good or bad. Romans 8, 28, we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. You know, all things there really reminds me of what we read in Ecclesiastes. All things in all seasons, a time for everything every activity under heaven, all things, in, in all things, in every season in life, every circumstance, God can harvest good. Good. That's what we need to think. And I don't know if that, it's a truth, and I, but I don't know if that helps you or not. Here's a couple of things that, that will, pr very practical. S sometimes you have to keep telling God I trust you. Have you been there? Where you don't know what's going on? It's a bad season in life and you don't know if you're going to survive, make it. You're asking why, 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 why? Look, you may never know why. What you can do is say, God, I trust you. Sometimes what you need to do is say, God, I trust you. God, I trust you. 
Even when in your mind, right? Your look in your mind, you might be struggling there with with trust and with faith. Keep saying it, God, I trust you. I heard a story about a uh, pastor who lost his son, um, his adult son. Okay, young adult, but he his son committed suicide, and he said the toughest day in his life was when the paramedics came to his house where his son grew up and they carried him out in a body bag. And he had to watch that. He said that the only thing he could think to say at that moment was, God, I trust you. And he said that after that moment, each and every day, he doesn't stop thinking about his loss. But each and every day, he says, God, I trust you. So that might be where you're at. And you might have to wake up every day saying that. But over time, God will heal you and strengthen you through that because God wants to bring good from that season in your life. Do not let it go to waste. We will never understand the why, but you do have control over how you respond. Sometimes just getting through the day, you have to say, God, I trust you. I trust you. Psalm 112 says this, Surely the righteous will never be shaken. They will be remembered forever. They will have no fear of bad news. Their hearts are steadfast, trusting trusting in the Lord. And sometimes the only thing that keeps you from losing it and completely falling apart is a fraction of faith and trust in God. Just a small thread. what keeps you going you see but when you do that throughout your changes when you do that routinely and consistently what happens is is that God strengthens you he does when you live a life trusting in God you see your strength and your confidence isn't on you right it's not on you at first you, you think I can't make it through this but then after a while you're like I know I can't make it through this, but God, you can. You can get me through this. Your focus and your attention begins to, to shift upon him, and your confidence becomes less upon you and more upon him. And that's why Psalm 27, 3 says, Though, though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war rise against me, yet I will be confident. Do you see the difference there in the change? Look, this is the worst season that could possibly be in my life but I'm confident in you. Trusting in the Lord. Changes will come. You will go through good times. You will go through bad times. But trusting in God builds confidence in your life. And it's not confidence in yourself. It's confidence in Him. And that makes all the difference. Last thing that you can do, practically speaking, is keep doing good during changing seasons. Keep doing good. You know, it's easy to lose heart. It's easy to get bitter, right? It's easy to feel like giving up. 
especially when you're going through difficult seasons, but one of the greatest ways, we really don't think about this, but one of the greatest ways that Romans 8.28 comes to fulfillment, one of the greatest ways that God brings good out of all things is when you are good in everything. When you keep doing good, even though you don't want to, Does, has anybody been there? When you're like, I, I, don't, I don't deserve this, so I don't want to do anything. Why do good? I don't feel like it. Keep doing good. Galatians 6, 9. Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. See, there's a time for everything. But did you know God has a proper time? He has an appointed time. It means he has a purpose for your life. There's meaning for your life. There's good deeds, Ephesians tells us, that God wants you to do. He knew he knew well into the future what would take place in your life. And he appointed you to do these, these good deeds that he created before creation for you to do good through every season. D'Angelo Williams was a NFL running back. He lost his mother in 2014 to breast cancer. And she was only 53. He lost four aunts to breast cancer. All of them were under the age of 50. Um, you know, devastating loss that he suffered there. What did he do? He began serving women all over the country by paying for mammograms. And, and to this day, he's paid for over 500 mammograms. And potentially there is, through his goodness in that, saving saving lives let me ask you this what good can you do right now what good thing can you do even if you're in a difficult season i want you to think god i don't understand this but what good do you want to do through me right now you see, you do that at the proper time. That season in your life will lead to a better season. It will. You see, the, I'm going to circle back around here. The, things about, the thing about seasons is seasons change. That bad season that you're in will eventually turn to good. And you know what? One day, it'll stay good forever. It will. But in the meantime, the next time that you go through a difficult season in life, folks, please anchor yourself to God. Tell God that you trust him and do it every day if you have to. And then begin doing good things, even when you don't feel like it. And one day, you will reap a harvest. One day, that season in your life will turn over. It will go into a better season.
and your eternal destiny, the Bible teaches us is a good season. Amen? Let's pray. God, I thank you for your word. God, as we look out at our world and we visibly and uh, mentally see and experience change, God, we are thankful that your word teaches us that you do not change. You don't. God, I'm thankful that your love for us does not change. When I fail you, you are faithful. God, when I reject you, you accept me. Great is your faithfulness, God. God, when we go through difficult seasons in life, we may want to ask questions. God, we may get fed up. We may break down. We may feel like giving up, God. Help us to see that you can bring good from any situation, from any season in our life, God. And that while we may not understand, while we may feel weak, you are our source of strength. And God, through our trust in you, God, you were able to turn that around and to bring good out of the worst of seasons in this life. God, let us not become weary in doing good. Help us to do good even through difficult times. God, through that process, you are... Through all the change, your ultimate goal is to change us. To change us in a way that we would become more like your son Jesus. And we see that perfectly in him, he was our example, that he anchored himself to you. That when, when he was confused and when he, he felt the temptation of turning away from his destiny, God, he, tr he trusted you. He trusted you. And God, even through the most difficult season in his life, even through the most difficult circumstances, he, Jesus found ways to do good. And today, he is seated at your right hand. God, help us to have that same mindset that we need you. We need to anchor ourselves to you, God. And as we walk through the changes of life, help us to trust you and have confidence in you. And God, help us to do good. To do good. And in time, Father, in time, at the proper time, God, that season of goodness you will bring. We trust in this. In Jesus' name, amen.